nice phone there. It's rolling. You don't have like a, yeah, catchphrase or anything no like that yet. No. no, we're on. Right, we're good. Good. So this is the topic at hand. Uh, we are carrying on from the Croydon Radio Show. From, uh, yeah, the reviews come from out of RIM uh, show of Frank and Hooker. So Tom Denning Cook's here, obviously. Otherwise, it would just be me talking about the Croydon Radio Show, which is not... Not as, yeah, yeah. interesting as it interesting. sounds, I guess. So we're yeah. going to carry on talking about Frank and Hooker and yeah. uh, Frank... I still don't know how to say his name. Henren Lotter? Henen... I, I say Henen Lotter. That's but how it's don't pronounced. quote me now because I'm notoriously bad at pronouncing people's names. Right, so okay. that'll be the one time I get it right, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so Frank and Hooker. Yeah. Uh, if we just recap, because obviously I don't know if people cross platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want? You want? You can do a little. Well, let's, let's, if you want. Well, let's do a. Let's and do you, a, can, you don't have to be as uh, as coy on this <laughs> this guess, platform. Yeah. Well, let, let's just give people, I guess, a, a recap as to like why we're doing this. So initially. Like you came up with the idea of doing a Frank and Hooker show, yeah, and then yeah. you were like, "Oh, if you want to do it, because I really wanted to do it on on my show, you can do it." So I was like, "Excellent." The only problem is, Croydon Radio, due to the nature of being family friendly, we were aware that we needed to tone it down a bit. But then afterwards, we were like, oh, "If only we could like go into more detail in a way." Because let's face it, the film has exploding prostitutes and super crack, and that's very hard for a PG audience. Yeah. So I, I like to think of this as Frank and Hooker Part Two. Where we can go into more detail. A bit more detail of what actually happened. And let loose as to how insane it I is. like your yeah. COVID. Like, your DVD is completely different to mine. Well, it's Mine's, a, like, real cheap. Well, you probably... I wanted your one. I saw, like, a picture of your one. I was like, I really wish I had that. This one, there's no point... I wish yeah. you. There's no point showing them, because they can't, they can't see. Yeah. But, um... It's kind of one of these Arrow, oh, Arrow right. Dome and Arrow Dome, the DVD distributors, always do, like, a double cover. So they do, like, a modern funky one. Which that's I never awesome. like, no. and then they do an old school retro one. So I, yeah, mine. I think mine's different to that. As, oh no, that's your one. one's probably the original version of this. This is made to look like an old school retro. Oh right, one, okay. You, that's probably why mine was yeah. so expensive. Because maybe, yeah. But to be honest, this was still this was still like a tenner or something. Yeah, because like for a movie like that, I was like, yeah. I don't know. The, the, it's almost like the rarer the crap, the yeah. more expensive it is. Like I, Pink Flamingos, we were talking about yeah. afterwards. Trying to get a copy of that for under like ten, fifteen. Impossible. Quid. Um, I, I don't pay for DVDs anymore because I stream everything. Like I, I wait till Christmas because I'm guaranteed like at least like a hundred quid in Amazon vouchers, and then I'm like, now's the time to spend thirty five pounds on a DVD. And it's not real money; it's something you know. Yeah, it's not real money, so, so it's fine to spend it. And even like with Pink Flamingos, the version I got was like an Italian version. I couldn't even get like an English version. No, it was impossible. Or um, I had to get like an American go. For an American DVD that might not play, just region one, isn't it? Yeah, so it's stupid bloody region nonsense. I never understood. <coughs> no, I should yeah. try and look it up and find it. And I told Becca about it, and she was just like, "Yeah, why would you want to watch that?" I was like, "Why wouldn't I want to?" Watch I, I that? can lend it to you, and I've got the European, like I said, European edition, and they're a little bit more lax when it comes to censorship. So they show everything, everything. and I don't know if people have seen it, but you might not appreciate watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Although, funny, like, talking about, like, trying to do things sensitive for the show when on, on Croydon Radio, we covered Pink Flamingos before, but be, I suppose the difference is Pink Flamingos isn't called, you know... Yeah, it's not Frank and Hooker. Eating dog shit or something. It, whereas Frank and Hooker, you, you know, with Pink Flamingos, you can kind of tone it down or dodge the issue. Whereas Frank and Hooker, you're, you're falling at the first hurdle because it has the word hooker in the title. Definitely. So that's why... But no, I was glad to come and do Frank and Hooker Part 2. Part 2. Yeah. The racy other yeah. thing. 
So, Do you want a synopsis of the film? Do you or? want a synopsis of the film? I don't think people that see... I, the yeah. general order is this, this. I don't think they would know this film. Okay, well, there's a, there's a bloke called... Um, uh, is it Jeffrey? Jeffrey Franken. Jeffrey Franken. And he's like a, an experimental scientist in his spare time. Uh, he makes for his girlfriend's dad... Girlfriend's dad? For his birthday, um, uh, a lawnmower... Um, like an electronic lawnmower that accidentally kills his girlfriend and chops her up into little pieces. Um, And he's able to rescue a few of those pieces, including the head. And it's his dream to somehow collect body parts, put them all together, put the head on top, and make himself um, bring her back to life and make himself like a super girlfriend. Super. Because now now she has no body to speak of. He can give her whatever body he wants. If he can get the the best legs and breasts and whatever, he can make her a super girlfriend. So he, he comes up with different ways of doing this, and he, he hits on the idea that he can go to the wrong side of the tracks and basically buy himself <laughs> women in the form of prostitutes. And if they're low-grade prostitutes and he kills them, chances are society's not going to miss them. So he comes up with this perfect idea um, and basically ends up... Um, I don't know if we want to go into this straight away, but let's just say yeah, he, no, he yeah. ends up killing a lot of prostitutes um, and... And sews their body parts together and puts her head on top and sews it on and creates himself the you know the Franken hooker. Uh, however, things don't go according to plan. She runs amok and uh, goes back because she's. It's implied somehow that because she's got the body parts of prostitutes, she inherits their uh, their sluttiness. Their sluttiness, and she goes back on the game for the last third of the film and basically ends up killing a bunch of guys who uh, try to sleep with her. Now, one, <laughs> that's a good synopsis, yeah. I like it. Now, one thing I found going through his film sort of yeah. biography, Frank, he's a pervert. You mean the director or? Yeah, he must Oh, be. yeah. The guy who wrote it, he's just a pervert. <laughs> Most of I Going, skipping a quick, just ahead a little bit, but going into Basket Case. Oh, yeah. The, 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 like, the thing is the like sniffing nipper, knickers, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, like, feeling up and. It disturbed yeah. me the, the ending <laughs> of that film. Like, I, we, but, can, yeah. we can talk about it later on, but yeah, it yeah. disturbs me. It, honestly, I was sat in a Well, world. Basket Case obviously came before, so I well, guess I guess, I guess I guess if audiences are willing to accept Basket Case, Frank and Hooker doesn't seem so bad. That's what Becca said to me <laughs> when we watched it. She was like, I was like, this is probably the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> and have you ever seen a film called Guy X, which has got Jason Biggs in it? No. That, I yeah. thought, was the worst film I've ever seen. This... Trumps it. When you say worse, you mean in like quality or no, just no, in just, terms of how gross it is? Or... No, no, just how bad. I want yeah. to turn it off. I, I sat through <laughs> it because I thought, I have to watch it now to see what it is all the way. Yeah, and it's, yeah. like, it's long, it's like an hour and 40 minutes of. And not yeah. a lot really. Which then happens. was even, which even then, then was like a long film anyway. Like, you know, anything above 90 minutes was long. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if we go, we start with Basket Case. If that was one, because that, that was first, wasn't it? Then Brain that, Damage. Yeah, then that was his kind of. Calling his. Card. his, his Clerks, I suppose. That's the one everyone goes, oh, it's the Basket Case guy. So, um, yeah, that film's just nuts. But I love Basket Case like a it? lot. I prefer to Frankenhooker, but maybe I do have a... I'm attracted to crap anyway. Yeah. I do like a bit of crap. But I just think it's a very good sort of comedy... See, I didn't think it was funny yeah. whatsoever. Well, the guy <laughs> the guy who run the hotel, I thought he was yeah. funny. Like, but that was it. <laughs> there wasn't any. What about all the doctors who get killed off? Like, and they get killed off in some quite 
good way. Is that one who has all the needles and stuff stuck the, in her um, face? Scalpels all yeah, scalpels. Face. She's and... a vet though, isn't she? At that she ends stage? up being a vet, yeah, because they all kind of yeah go their own. I ways. thought she looked like Sigourney Weaver, that woman. <laughs> I could. Uh, what was her name? Let me have a look. Uh, I don't know, but it definitely wasn't Weaver. No, it wasn't Weaver. <laughs> I but I thought That'd she really looked like. That'd be brilliant if that like was one her. of those little. Uh, did you know that uh, back in the day? Was she, she Doctor Cutter or she Diana Brown? That's her name. Probably, yeah. Doctor Cutter. They weren't silly names like that. Uh, Needleman Cutter and Le- and uh, Lifflander. I mean, but those funny little names. You notice things like that later on in like it's like the, the director in terms of his little gags. Um, like in Frankenhooker, just to jump forward. I don't think that's but the news channel that reports the uh, the death of the the girlfriend is called um, Eight News Alive. Eight news are like that's great. And I was like, I was like, as in eight news. Oh, I get it. I get it. I see what they did there. That's and there's a few other little jokes just dropped in, like corny jokes. They're but, corny. But, I mean, but you know, if you like a bit of crap, if you like a bit of corniness, <sighs> it works quite well. Yeah, I just couldn't get on board with it. <laughs> it was like a sloth's head. It, the other thing as well is, yeah, it's terrible. Like prop. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's one of its. I think that's the iconic thing. Well. That's what's kept it alive. Is just like people look at it. it was. Yeah, a bit like sloth and. I thought it looked like sloth and the um, you know from Star Wars, Jabba's little guy who. Oh, the little monkey thing. No, no, the guy who like um, talks to him, but. Oh, it's like his little uh, palace the aide. Big thing, yeah, like, Jabba no bother. That, that guy, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it looked a bit <laughs> like him. I was like, that's quite. Oh, what is that? Oh, I'm a massive Star Wars geek, and I should know his name. But yeah. I don't. It's not that it's important, but yeah, I know. I know which guy you mean. Yeah, that guy. The guy with the like lazy horns that just kind of flop about. Yeah. <laughs> Jabba no. Jabba no Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a cross between them two, I suppose, in terms what, of the look. And like Krang from Turtles. Like, maybe Krang. Well, maybe Krang was inspired by that. Everything I, case, at, yeah. I was like, this is terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you can see it travelled over into Frankenhooker. Is it in Brain Damage as well? I haven't seen... I have not seen Brain Damage in so long. I do know that he's a big fan of those kind of special effects. In terms of it carrying over into Frankenhooker, um, as we sort of discussed... They were making Frankenhooker and Basket Case 2 pretty much at the same time, or back-to-back at least. Yeah. So a lot of the... When I was watching the end bit of Frankenhooker, all the body parts have merged into these horrible monsters. I just felt that's very Basket Case. And then when I looked into it and saw that they were doing Basket Case 2 straight away, I was like, oh, well, maybe the special effects department are just kind of trying out a few ideas, you know, messing around, seeing what they can make. Yeah. And that's why they look very... Very basket casey, you know. I mean, back then, I suppose, and it was 82 when it first came out. It was, yeah. Well, basket case, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't cutting edge, but it wasn't... Even by its own standards, the special effects are terrible. They're yeah. kind of like early 60s, like, uh, what's his name? He did all the stop motion animation in, like, Jason and the Argonauts. Those kind of... Mm. Harry Housen or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, it's very, like, dated, but I, I felt like the datedness kind of... As you say, it gave it its charm. It made it look crapper than it needed to be. And that ended up being a sort of saving grace. A lot of, a lot of these films you go back and, you know, you hear about because they're crap and then you go and watch them. Oh, it's definitely part of know. that genre, isn't it? It's so, definitely in the Rocky Horror. Yeah. That. Yeah, and a lot of, that's the thing. A lot of people mistake it for like a straightforward, both these films are actually straightforward horror films, whereas they're more like Rocky Horror in the sense of they're, a, they're a reference to or a homage to earlier films. Like Basket Case wouldn't have got made if there wasn't cheap, horrible, nasty yeah. horror films from the fifties and sixties. It's not like, like say other films at the time, like The Hills of Eyes no, and, no, and yeah. Halloween, where they were trying to make legit horror films. It was a very tongue-in-cheek genre that got that went all the way through the eighties. If you think about all the trauma films, 
They're mm. all very tongue-in-cheek. Anyone who sits down and thinks they're serious is missing the point, you know? Yeah. I think that's what I yeah. probably did. I missed the point. I mean, yeah. I missed it by, like, 20 years anyway. Yeah. But you I can still it. hate it. You can still go, because I've got that with plenty of films, and go, yeah, I get it's meant to be funny, but it still sucks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I don't understand how they can go... Like, this is probably going to be a... Sp- I'm going to have to say it's a spoiler. Yeah, Because yeah. he dies at the end. They, yeah. they both die, do they? Or just he just die? You don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's very... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So I don't want um, to spoil it too much. I don't clearly, know if I'm I mean, there's watch two, but yeah, the next two. I, I, how they stretched it over three films, and how someone gave him money, like, and I did yeah. looking up. You know the two and a half million thing. Yeah. I looked it up, and it is it is to everyone has said it's two and a half million, but nobody from the company will confirm no, it. It's just this because, made up number from Wikipedia um, of how much they lost on it. So they mm-hmm. lost two point three million on it. Because it only made 200,000. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's probably made more now, yeah. like in the DVD sales, but. Yeah, it's. Yeah, these sort of films have like an afterlife and an after profit that comes with that in DVDs. The back end. Yeah. Whoever got the back end. I mean, the, it, probably... the DVD I just showed you, and this company, Aradan, they make a fortune out of these films getting resurrected now. Right. Because yeah, everyone loves A them. whole new generation wanting to discover. If you think about directors like Tarantino, when they do make a film like Grindhouse, him and Rodriguez, yeah. they're referencing all these films that. A lot of people haven't heard of, and then you want to know what they are. where this stuff came from. Who are they talking about? And yeah. then that's where this kind of it's more nostalgia than anything that's kept these things alive. So should we do a little synopsis of a uh, of, of basket case? Thing? Yeah, go do on. Do you want to do it? I'll do it. I can do it. It's fresh in my yeah, mind. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah, I didn't. Case. I haven't watched it for a little. I watched while, it yeah. about three and a half hours ago. Okay, that that's pretty fresh. So it's pretty fresh. <laughs> so it's the thing I didn't. The thing actually I did like about it is you have to watch all the way to like at least an hour of it before it even tells you what happens. Yeah. To them, so it starts with a creepy dude with a mullet. He's got like a pervy mullet. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you find out that his Siamese twin mm-hmm. thing, because it's not yeah. really a a child, uh, is removed from him without his carers knowing, because he's not really cared for by his dad, is he? No. Yeah. By it's his kind auntie of or yeah, something. auntie or grandmother. So, um, they can like speak telekinetically or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, the two uh, twins are connected and they can speak tele- telepathically. That's but he one. can't talk back to him, apparently. Like, in telepathics, he tries. He tells the, the black Some... woman in the bar, he says, oh, I can't do it back because now we're split up. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, because yeah, the, the, the Siamese twin thing can't yeah. speak regularly, but he can speak telepathically, and, and then the other way around, it's the other yeah. way around. Yeah, gotcha. So, uh, and then they go on a murderous killing spree of the three doctors who... <laughs> Who separated. who separated them, yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty that's, good story. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good synopsis. It's a good And story. it's a good idea for a story. Like, if you did it now, with the effects you had now, yeah. and... You mean if they did a, like, a remake? If Tarantino that... remade it now, you know what I mean? It well, would be... I think it'd lose its charm. I'd be careful what you wish for, because you know how horror remakes are left, right, and centre now, and they there's everything gets remade. Now, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. It, it probably you know? will come back around in our lifetime, yeah. but... It'll lose its charm. That's the problem yeah. with it. It won't. Um, but yeah, so that's the synopsis. And then the film itself, I don't know. I, I'm Like I said, it made me feel dirty. If we start at the end, <laughs> the thing's like humping the dead lady. Like, I don't even... Well, I say it's yeah, humping, but it's it, like gyrating on her. Well, it doesn't have... Yeah, it's got nothing. Genitals. It's, it's, it's a weird phantom sex scene that is a bit... It yeah, not more to be than, in there. Well, I... It, it needed to be in the centre of the whole film is that kind of level, that depth of yeah. low 
So it's kind of like you might as well go all the way in there. It's like the it's like the the tree scene in Evil Dead. It's kind of like it, those bits are in there to make you cringe. See, I've never seen and make you uncomfortable. Is that the bit where the tree the tree bangs yeah, a woman or whatever? Bangs a woman, yeah. Right. Tree, yeah. That the, the tree sex scene with the notorious tree sex scene, and you know all those sorts of films have that. Like, have you seen Brain Dead? No. Oh man, you, you should uh, check check it out. Check, check out Brain yeah, Dead. Brain, yeah. If, if, yeah, if this. If Basket Case was too much, then Brain Dead's just going to give you a, a headache. It wasn't too much. I thought it was <laughs> okay, not too much. Scary. Yeah, I say it wasn't scary enough for me. It didn't. It didn't hold my attention very well. I, it really struggled to 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 watch it, and I'd imagine Basket Case is going to be too. It's going to be even worse. Well, Basket Case in it, the little bloke who's in the basket. It's called Basket Case because he carries around in a basket. Yeah, and yeah. also he's a Basket Case in terms of a nutter. Um, the actual little thing when he pops out occasionally I think I have seen Brain Dead that's a Peter Jackson film that is Peter Jackson yeah I think I have of seen the, um, New Zealand New Zealand yeah, yeah New Zealand one I think I have it. sorry go on yeah Um I think that little puppet is actually quite scary I mean when he's the screaming yeah, bit is horrible the, the, his, the, the noises he makes is horrible when you see him just crawling around the room and it is a bit morph like we said like paper ma- yeah paper mache putty more like putty putty the little putty um, stop motion is terrible, but um, when he's actually just burst out of the thing and he's and he's just screaming away, that's that's horrific. That'll stay with you long after you see the. Well, oh, normally yeah. it does, you know. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't nice. It wasn't yeah. nice to watch, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. It... But that sealed his like reputation, and you you said you're not sure how they got to make Basket Case Two. They made it because um, there was money in it. Not a lot of money, but there was money in it. Um, right, and the guy himself, he didn't want to make a basket case too. Did he not? He no, was like made to do it, was he? Well, sort of. He kind of his attitude was sort of. He's I've read interviews where he's like, I'm not really about sequels. I don't really like, even though he's made a trilogy of basket case films. Yeah. At the time, he was not really into the whole concept of sequels. I mean, just coming out of the eighties, if you think every horror franchise in the eighties had about at least five sequels each, uh, he didn't really want to do it. But when he went to uh, make Frankenhooker. He um, originally went to this, um, his, uh, what was the name of his um, producer? He went to see his producer and he basically said, I, I've got this idea. I think the film, we said before, I think the film was called Insect City. That's or right. Insect Streets or something like that. And he was like, I want to make this film. The guy was like, no, not interested. It sounds too bizarre. So he went, like, what else have you got? And he went, he basically made up Frank and Hooker on the spot. Right. And then he was like, okay, well, that's good, but I don't know if that is in itself going to make any money. What else have you got? And he was basically thought, well, this guy's offering me money to make a, to make a yeah, film. Yeah, free money! I, I, yeah. And if you're an independent filmmaker, my understanding is you don't turn down free money. Anything no, no. you have to do, you go, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, how about Basket Case 2? Seeing how Basket Case is this big thing now. So the, that was the only reason Basket Case 2 got made, you know. Right. And the only reason Frankenhooker got made was because the other film got rejected. If you go, if you go off the wiki page for it, yeah. though, Basket Case 2 came out before Frankenhooker. It might have got released before, but it was made about then, three weeks after. Right. And then maybe got released first. Ah, oh, right, okay. So, yeah. And he's done a film lately. He did Bad Biology. Something, something in 2008, yeah. He's quite a weird guy. But he t- took a massive... Big hiatus. Like, yeah, says. big hiatus. Like he's remembered as this massive director, but he only made like a handful of films, you know. Yeah, he's done six films. One, yeah, two, three. yeah, it's six films. That's it. Six films so far. I don't know if he's going to make. Oh, any I more. like that. His his uh his web page is called Hotel Brosin Broslin, which is the hotel from Basket Case. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. That is awesome. 
But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Well, I like, yeah, like I said, the little nods in Basket... Uh, not Basket Case, in um, Frankenhooker. Mm. So you had that little nod about eight alive news. And just, I, I don't know if you noticed the weatherman was basically a cheap rip-off. Ooh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. We are mid pod. <laughs> we are mid pod. We need. Come and take a seat. We are knee deep. Knee in this deep gap. in pod. You're going like balls deep into this podcast. I was. Right I was going to go there, but I kept my balls out of it. Do, 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 you've been on our network before, right? Yeah. So I haven't sworn yet, even though I've got a license to swear. Ooh, Fuck me. Beard. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, no, I've got a proper beard now. Yeah. You have. It's a fuzzy. Grizzly Adams going on down yeah, up there. Grizzly Adams didn't Any, have a beer. Anybody on the network wondering who has walked in? Obviously, this is Carl Rowland, host of the <laughs> Culture Podcast. I was the former host of this podcast, but the new host hasn't really started yet. He's kind of a non-starter. Well, He's just uh, shouting about people making him stand up on a train all day. Harry's rants are hilarious. That was pretty they funny. Are, these hilarious. on Facebook. Yeah, Harry, yeah. Harry Richmond's rants are hilarious. You need a you need a good five minutes to read them. Yes. Oh yeah, it's like a no, they're a small, they're a small essay. <laughs> I have to stand I've just, come in, I've just come in and bombarded this podcast. I'm it's so right. sorry. I'm going to leave it in as well. I'm not even going to take it out. No, no, it's authentic. When the hell do we edit unless it's toilet breaks? Yeah. I mean, I no know. one wants to hear that. No, no, but we even edit. <laughs> that's why if you randomly listen when we go, and then I think the last one, the problem was, and that's why Val Kilmer was a better Batman. He wasn't. Controversial. He's controversial. He's the one. forgotten Batman. He is. He's terrible. Adored George Lazenby of Batman. Who's your fa- what's your favourite Batman rundown? Getting off well, topic. Well, in terms of yeah, yeah, the Batman we did, actors. We did this last week. We, we, had, a bit of a, we had a bit of a... Do I have to include every single Batman? Oh, no. You just go... Okay. Problem, uh, from we Well, from Burton onwards, really. Okay, so yes, because we don't include Adam West. No, I right. include Adam West, I but I grew up on the 66. I... Oh, this is tricky. Okay. I'm going to go, in terms of... Batman's. Mm-hmm. I will say Christian um, Christian Bale first. First, he was. Actually, you know what am I talking about? No, sorry, because I was about to correct myself. Yeah. What I was going to say was, do you mean best Batman or best Bruce Wayne or best best both. best of both? Both, because the best Batman for me was Michael Keaton. Yes, but mm-hmm. the best Bruce Wayne it's was Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yes, very true. But and you then, have to weigh yeah. up then. Is yeah. the Batman is, is is Keaton's Batman better than? than well. Uh, well, let, let's just get a few people out of this. Like, mm. George Clooney can fuck right off. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Clooney's better than Kilmer. No, Kilmer's better than Clooney. Come on, man. You're going to lose that one. Kilmer, Kilmer tried. Hey, Clooney Kilmer just have... turned up and did his George Clooney thing where he speaks in a monotone and has no facial expressions. He can't act. Ever. He's... No. Sorry. That would look... But he had a back card. He had a back, back credit card. That's okay. You know, I... I it's his new you know, thing, Adam West had bat repellent shark spray Did or it? some shit. So it doesn't mean just because it's in the bat belt. Hey, hey, we cannot talk about the bat shark repellent in a bad way. <laughs> that was from the yeah. Batman movie, by the way. The first Batman movie. Oh, yeah, 66. <laughs> some days you just can't get rid of the bomb. I'm some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. Um, and yeah, okay. And then Val Kilmer. I don't know. Val Kilmer is sort of somewhere in the middle. Maybe Val Kilmer is the ultimate Batman because Christian Bale is... To Bruce Wayne and Michael Keaton is to Batman and Val Kilmer's that porridge which is nice in the middle. Maybe yeah. Val Kilmer. Really? But that's like that's, that's a process of elimination. That didn't jump to my mind straight away. And of course we all forget about John, George Lazenby when he was Batman. No wait, that's James Bond. That's James Bond, <laughs> you know. And I never forget Lazenby. I never forget him. Let's like him. in a, for a Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Anyway, getting back to Frankenhooker. Sorry, Frankenhooker, okay, yeah, sorry. Continue, I've got, I've got notes to work on. You guys can do Okay, we'll do that. I don't know where we were. You've, you've, you've put me off my 
Stride. Um, what was that? Were we talking about... Oh, bloody hell. Were we talking about... Apparently meant to blow the bloody doors off. Bloody hell, I went on Michael Caine. Um, I think we're somewhere between Basket Case and Basket Case 2, I think. Oh, no, we were saying about, um, I think, I think, anyway, the process of how they, like, went from... Um, oh, fucking hell, let's get to this. The meeting they had with the producer. I think we did that. We yeah, that. we did that. And we basically said that the only reason Franklin Hooker got made was oh, because... The, uh, that's right. Because the other film was, like, a dud. And then the only reason Frankenhooker got made was because they promised, you know, the money that will come with Basket yeah. Case 2. So there is a fan following for Oh, like, no, it's Basket definitely Case, a fan. I'm going to go and watch you know. all of I will watch them all. So, like, even now, 25 years on, they're yeah. going to get some money out of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Basket Case was good. The idea of him having a Siamese twin that can be detached and go yeah. off on a killing spree... I mean, don't forget, like, X-Files essentially ripped that off in an episode. Did they? Yeah. X-Files ripped Actually, I think I remember that X-Files. Yeah. It's the one where they're in the uh, uh, freak show, Travelling Circus thing. That's right. And uh, you're trying to figure out who the murderer is. And it's it's this little, like, Siamese tune that can go off. Yeah. So it's still a fresh it's idea. still fresh. Although what I was going to say was, Basket Case, what I liked about it, it was one, one little monster. I don't know if you've seen anything from Basket Case 3. No, not yet. But um, there's a couple knocking about. Like, yeah. Well, I've more Siamese twins. It's yeah, just, just like doesn't, a, yeah. a union of them. Like, just rubbish. We want more rights! <laughs> <A union. You know? laughs> that's, that's where you went with that. It went, yeah. This is sort of like an eight, <laughs> 80s horror where they're just like, unionists? No! No! Oh, Basket Case 2 looks alright. I... I, I... Like I said, I think they're made in terms of, and you get this a lot with sequels, I suppose, that quality kind of degrades the more films there are. So the first one's good. There are exemptions that prove that rule. There are exemptions that disprove that, such as Terminator 2's awesome, and Bride of Frankenstein's awesome, and so forth. Dark Knight, obviously. But by and large, and definitely in terms of the Basket Case trilogy... It loses. If you thought the first one was terrible, I there was a don't, third one. Don't bother I with any more. No, there was three. That's oh. yeah. I'll lend you them. Oh, you got all three. Got all three. Yeah. Oh, right, I sweet. forked out because I was like, I need to watch them. Basket now. cases. That's Basket what they should have called Yeah, that's what they. Yeah. Wasted so, sequel name. Is it the same guy? What? Well, I mean, can't be. Can't be. He definitely directed the second one because we sort of established that. I Kevin Van Heiten thing is in it again. What in the third? In the second one, so he's not dead. The guy falls off the Oh, side. sorry, I'm getting Frankenhooker in my head. No, it, from Basket Case. Yeah. The guy who gets dropped from the sign at the end. Yeah, he's, he's got different there. hair in it, though. You know, his big, crazy... Yeah, thick. he's got, like, a hair bag. He's got, like, a little, little tiny, tiny oh, wig. awesome. With, like, brain damage or something. I say wig, it probably was his hair. I don't it's know, that sort of time, on a wig. No, yeah. there's no wig in this. There's, <laughs> there's no, no budget for a wig in no this. There's no budget, you know. So, um, yeah, we've sort of been cut short. I say we've been cut short. We haven't been cut short. Guys, you can continue. It doesn't. We barely touched on Frank and Hooker. Let's, let's, let's go right, let's into get balls deep. In let's get balls deep. Into this got, got, oh no, my, no, that's no, terrible. No, no. <laughs> the only time you can get balls this deep. This is in why. This off. is why we can't this have is, nice things the, on Croydon Radio. This is the only. <laughs> this is the only time you can go balls deep, and the missus won't get angry. Yeah, that's right. Well. All missus reviews from the outer. All missus reviews from the outer room. So let let me see. Let me see if I can take full advantage of the right to swear here. Just, <laughs> just go crazy. I mean, we have to get at least one cunt in. It's the rule. It's the rule. Well, um, I know before we briefly talked about, and we can only talk about it briefly, even though it's a massive part of the film, and that is the Franken is measuring up all the prostitutes, oh, and it's scene. basically 
at the longest 20 minutes of your life. It's horrible to watch. It's another real... This guy, Frank Henry, Henry Lotter, is just a king of... He's Smut. It's dirty old man. Dirty old <laughs> so this is the creator, this The guy who does Frank and Oakley Basket Case is the, the, the overall yeah. director. Yes. Okay. He, do you know what he strikes me as? He strikes me as a David Brent character. He's very like... <laughs> see that? I put that up there. It's like a <laughs> flat Eric sat on top of a... He's, yeah, like they're... Oh, they're flat they're, Eric. <laughs> Sorry. Still getting them sort of... Yeah. Um, You're keeping that reference alive. I'm trying to keep it alive. No, yeah, he... <laughs> Some of his scenes that he puts in, you don't need them. Yeah. Like, they're too... i tell you what is wrong with that scene, for me, <laughs> is that I bet... Okay, in terms of what people find Should attractive... Should we set the scene up? I don't think anyone's... Actually... Oh, yeah, of course, We have of to course. set the scene up, um, so... Okay, so... We, 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 yeah. He's got a hooker party. He's having a hooker party. So he and went it, and seen... It's was it Zorro, it, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's not... We're not talking pipes. We're talking prostitutes. Mm-hmm. He's having a hooker party... Zorro is the is the chief pimp who's the weirdest looking pimp I've ever seen. He looks like he's just been at the gym all day, an eighties gym. Oh my god! In brain have damage, you, have you he's seen this guy in shower? Have you seen? Well, <laughs> unless you've seen Black Dynamite, because there's some very strange pimps in that movie as well. But Black Dynamite is so like self aware. It's like a homage mm. to black exploitation. Whereas with the Zorro guy, you get the impression they call it the exploitation of black. Yeah, of the exploitation of exploitation mm. films. Whereas with Zora, you got the impression that they just got the first guy they could. The biggest, yeah. yeah. You're just, Sue. You were in the shower in brain damage. You yeah, yeah, exactly. You were just in the previous film. Would you like to play a pimp called Zorro? And um, he, he's a beast, though. He's not like a little. Fan. I also he's think he, bright, he he read for that role, though. There was no talking in it, was there? There's like no, no. He he has he has lines. Does he have lines? But he has no, he's no, like lines. He's no, like, I mean he went weird... away. He he got Zorro down and then came in and gave it his all. Gave he has all. he's like mm. this sort of Hispanic um, like Magnum PI moustache thing going. He's got on. a turn. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely. I love Magnum PI. I see him watching <laughs> most days now. Love it. Most um, days. Most days, yeah. Well, before, well you I must think, have loved Zorro because he looked a bit Magnum P.I. He, he said he'd like had the body of up. steroid Arnie and um, and then the tiniest little blue sweater. Anyway, we're getting, we're off, getting topic. off topic. So Zorro's holding this... Um, Fr- Franken has come with, to the bad side of the tracks so or 42nd Street um, with the intention of buying himself the best prostitute he can find in order to kill her and then cut her head off and then put his girlfriend's head on that body and make super girlfriend. So in order to do this, he's hired like the best hookers in town yeah. from Zorro. Uh, and he's going to have a little party where basically he spends the whole time measuring their their bits and bobs, if you will, to figure out who's best. The so that's, 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 that's the scene, you know. And then hilarity ensues. And then hilarity... Well, no, the, no, the thing is, hilarity doesn't oh, ensue, podcast. does it? Because <laughs> we're like, we're like, uh, it's, it's so awkward to watch. I think, firstly, what's awkward to watch is, I just think tastes change. And some of those women might have been attractive in the 80s, but I'm not really big on, like, big, permy hair on, like, those kind of 80s, like, what 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 can as hot women in 80s oh, films it's shocking, isn't it? are kind of, they've aged badly. You know? It hasn't aged well. They're like the so, shoulder pads yeah. of women's fashion. Well, without being too, like, you know, <laughs> misogynistic, they don't do anything for me, those, those the women in that scene. So I just think that doesn't really work. They're not as hot as I guess they're trying to pull in like that male audience. But back then they probably back they then they out, probably did. Yeah, that that was like um, you know the early nineties. Yeah. And the joke the joke is of course that he's like measuring up for their body parts and they don't know. But that joke's kind of and that's funny to begin with. 
Because yeah. they say, oh, the he first, wants to play Doctor. The first two minutes yeah. is, is quite Yeah, the first two minutes, but the additional like eight minutes or wherever is it's, oh, longest. fucking horrible. The joke watch. is, yeah, he wants to play Doctor, doesn't he? No, he is actually a Doctor, and he's going to kill you. Um, and then that just takes so long to do. They could have got away with cutting that down. But um, it ends very well. I think you'll agree. And then the exploding super crack, super hooker. Yeah, he decides the best way to kill them isn't just to, like, I don't know, take them to one side and kill them. Like, in his house or wherever, like, he decides, um, he's just figured out they're all addicted to crack beforehand, so he decides to make super crack. And then there's the scene, your favourite scene, oh, my you favorite told scene. me, which, the, the, uh, he the tests te- the super crack. On a guinea pig. What I like <laughs> about that scene is when the guinea pig, it cuts from guinea pig to exploding guinea pig yeah. uh, scene, it goes from real guinea pig to a bit of fire with yeah. four wires, which you can <laughs> clearly see, and then they go, and it all just... And a bit of smoke, it's... It is, puff, it's exploding it, it's like guinea pig. It's literally like, you know, like a magician just chucked a thing down. But what I like is, when he does use it on the hookers, he's surprised that they explode. Even though he's tested it on a guinea pig, and it's exploding, he's gone, yep, that'll do. That'll do. It's just like, well, I'm not quite sure. And he seems to make an ex- a very large amount of super crack. There's a lot of super crack. Yeah. Especially if he was going after one woman. Yeah. yeah, you only need enough, I suppose, for what, a crack pipe or something. He yeah. basically has like a like a suitcase full that is too much for an entire room's worth of hookers. So, yeah. and the, yeah, they all take some and then they all explode in rather elaborate ways. Yeah, like, but it's not explode, is it? When If you see the scene, it's like fireworks. It's yeah. not... There's no blood, there's no guts there. Apparently the special Gee effects... effect. <laughs> Apparently the... Well, the guy wanted to use, like, blood and guts and brains flying everywhere. Mm. But A, they didn't have the budget for that. And B, once they started using the fireworks and stuff, they kind of went, actually, this looks really good. And there's the great quote from the guy who played um, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Franken. He's like, look, I, I bought into it. Because frankly, if you're willing to buy into the concept of super crack... You're willing to buy into the concept of, you know, the consequences may be that you explode in a, a barrage of fireworks. I mean, you accept, yeah, it kind of, it just works. Well, you just accept the fact that these women are, are basically a series of Catherine wheels and Roman candles yeah, and shit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just uh, mannequins, isn't it, obviously, just getting... But it's done really well. Like, I watched a special, like, uh, making-of featurette about how they did it. And they didn't just kind of blow up a bunch of mannequins. They made sure that... Um, it's just not going to work on the radio because I'm about to do expressions. We do it all the time. Okay, so like when when they're all exploding, they all kind of they're either like holding their stomach or yeah. they're holding their head, and they made they they shot like a couple of frames just before in in their various positions, and then made sure the mannequin was painted up just right okay. in a couple of frames, and then blew up so it melds together really, really well. well. And even though it's eighties low budget special effects, it actually for low budget. Film the special effects are surprisingly good. A, a massive step on from Basket Case. Oh God! With yeah. the with the putty, I suppose. You know. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and that's actually got another favourite scene of mine where the head fires off and hits. Yeah, Sora. the same thing. That's um, the same thing. Um, all these body parts are exploding, and there's there's one there's one bit where you see like a, a bird's eye view shot of one leg coming off like a spear yeah. and s- slamming into I think the radio to turn the music off. And then there's another bit. Zoro kicks open the door to see what's going on. This head just flies in and just makes this, you know, that coconut chai sound. Like, yeah. Smacks him on the head. And it's like this <laughs> screaming face is coming at you. It's brilliant. If that was in 3D, that would have been a brilliant scene. So, yeah, that, I think that's my favourite scene is, yeah, the, the head just flying out and coconut chai noise sound effects. 
That's it. That was the uh, the sound effect. Right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably what it was as well. You probably had some fellows like, you know, what we need here. They couldn't afford coconuts on just, that set. No they probably just like you know, <laughs> they probably just, that's probably the sound of yeah, a head just hitting something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about um. We touched on this before when we talked about it, and I just find it interesting that you say like this. The guy who directed it is it must be some kind of sexual pervert. He doesn't see himself that way. Well, he, I read up yeah. on him, and he—he, he, I'm sure I read something about the fact that he's involved in some sort. He likes some movies. Apparently, the movies that inspired these movies yeah. are sexploitation movies. Yeah, he's a massive exploitation film fanatic. It's sexploitation. That's sexploitation. Yeah, yeah. Which as is well just as an, a branch of yeah. exploitation cinema. So, so sex education films are actually duds, or or um, nudist camp films that are actually all just about. Old men yeah. in the cinema jacking off to naked women. He he was a big fan of those kind. You don't get that anymore. No. It's a pity you don't get the old guy in the back row. But um, he was really? all about. You don't go to the same cinema. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a massive fan of those. Yeah, and uh, it's like what you were saying about. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a pervert. Yeah. Well, you say he's a pervert. But then he is a pervert. A pervert. I'm not. I'm not. Same isn't. But what he kind of um, wanted to do was make his films a little bit more different, or a little bit more different from what he would have watched. She wanted to make them so that they kind of, in a weird kind of way, respect women, which is hard to argue in the case of Frankenhooker when there's exploding prostitutes and there's a good 20 minutes yeah, of like, measuring touched, butt cheeks. We but, touched on yeah. it when we were doing the thing. I think it's feminist. Yeah. It's got a lot of feminist undertones. It has, you... it, it may not be feminist in itself, but it has feminist undertones, definitely. Yeah. And particularly once Frankenhooker herself is up and she becomes working in the streets. Oh, yeah, she's... Yeah, straight away she knocks uh, Jeffrey Franken out. She's not prepared just to put up with his She's crap. having none of that. She goes off, and then um, all the people who get killed, from that point onwards, obviously a room full of prostitutes have just died, but um, from that point onwards it's only men who get killed, yeah. and it's only men who are propositioning her for sex, or trying, funny word, exploitation, trying to exploit her for sex... So there's that weird little moly man, the yeah. guy who looks like a little mole who's like hideous. He tries to like just buy her and she just kills him. Then there's a guy who in an alleyway, yeah, not alleyway, corridor, immediately afterwards, he basically tries to force himself on her. So yeah. he basically just thinks because she's a prostitute, he's allowed to rape her or something and he gets killed straight away. He does. Yeah, uh, Zoro eventually gets killed by all those weird body part things. That's, that's, a, that's a scary yeah. scene, actually. Like, and it's even, not a good way to no. go. And even before that, there's like there's a bit, just very quickly, of a guy in the club who tries to like trick her. He's yeah. just like, oh, I can take care of you. You just stick with me, honey. And I'll t-. and he's blatantly going to... He's blatantly not a nice chap. He's Let's put it that way. And uh, he get, he gets what's coming to him. So all, all the nasty men in this film who are exploiting or exploiting women they get they're just as yeah and not only Zora gets a horrible end but even Jeffrey gets an even more Jeffrey, horrible end you can end talk about it a bit more on this set I think because we could you had to sort of gloss over it on the I couldn't go into you couldn't go into massive go detail Jeffrey, where he's got some big ass titties yeah he looks down Zoro chops off Jeffrey's head and then um, Frankenhooker because she's come to her senses now she's got her normal brain back yeah. or some shit she um, she realises that um, a he she can bring him back to life, but she can only he's Go only made him. a formula for women's body parts because he was only going to bring back his girlfriend. So she just sticks his head on oh, uh, on a female body. The rest of the or, female. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, a massive. 
fuck you to him because she did not want to be brought back to life. She like you like, said, he yeah. says, doesn't she, when he makes her, before she knocks him out, yeah. oh, I want to love you. I can't remember the quote. It's like, he says something, I can't remember the quote, but it's something like, when, when she's complaining, like, what have you done to me? You've turned me into a monster. And he's like, yeah, but it's okay because I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you and you're special to me. And then when he dies and she does the exact same thing to him, she pretty much repeats the words straight back. But he did, and yeah. so it's just his taking these sort of gender stereotypes and swapping them and going, it's okay, what, it's it's not okay, for me- it's okay for men to do it to women, but when it's the other way around, it's not okay. Yeah, oh yeah. So it kind of plays with those gender stereotypes and says, look, society has these double standards. So... Yeah, the director might be a pervert, but he's kind of a good... He's kind of like a good pervert, if that makes any sense. One of them good yeah. perverts. Yeah, one of them good perverts. One a of those, perverts. you know... Yeah, the kind you hear about on the radio. You know, those good perverts. Yeah, yeah. not enough said about the good perverts. You know, the one who really, you know... <laughs> doing their bit for... <laughs> for the perv... Uh, for the perv you, community. Like the perv and, community. you know, tipping their stripper and things like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Um. Oh, go on then. Get down, you. What are you doing? Do- oh, there you go. By the way, that's not me. He's talking about the dog. That's the dog. <laughs> She's like, I. T- oh, you Drop. just dropped my dog near me. <laughs> Again, not me. Carl, please. Did the dog hit the floor? No, <laughs> you saved her. Just <laughs> might have been a brilliant sound. Like just a. <laughs> <laughs> it's been horrible. Um, <laughs> it would have been brilliant. That sound. It would have been horrible. <laughs> it would have been brilliant, but you know, it's not good. I, w- I don't know what to say. I mean, can we... I'll tell yeah. you what we'll do. We can wrap up, mm-hmm. and then we can mosey on over to the PCP. If you want to, yes. Tom can join us on the PCP. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, why not? You, know, you don't mind sticking around, Tom. Unless I've got you, no this, place else to go. Unless there's yeah. anything else you want to cover. I mean, what unless there's anything else about hookers you want to get off your chest, or crack, or, you know. I, 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 mean, I, I think, I think we should film. turn the mic off if we want to talk oh. about my issues with hookers right. and crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to say that um, it's co-written by one of the founders of Fangoria magazine. Yeah? Um, I cannot remember the guy's name. I did have it written down. I still have it written down, but like I said, I can't read my handwriting. And uh, the producer of the film... Again, I can't remember his name, but the producer is like the producer on quite a lot of his films, uh, the fr- um, Frank Hellenotter's films. So the producer's brilliant, and it, the co-writer, the guy from Fangoria, I think needs a mention as well. Um, I'm just trying, but my internet is even just even gone. if I can't Boom. figure out his name, um, definitely both those things. I just think, you know, it's this film more though more so than Basket Case was a communal effort. It was loads of different people coming together. Because as we said, he never planned to make Frankenhooker. He just kind of, he went into the room, he was told, give me a film. He made up the plot on the spot. He literally made up, he didn't have an idea. He made up the plot. Um, He didn't know what he was doing as he was making it. Afterwards, he asked somebody just to give him some notes as to what he said, because he was like, I have no idea what film I'm making. The film title, he, he was like toying with ideas and was going to call it, like, Franken-whore, Franken-prostitute, and he only just made it, like, fell on Franken-hooker, basically. He just yeah. made that up on the spot as well. And one final thing for the Bill Murray fans out there, there's a little, on the poster, there's a little endorsement on the original poster from Bill Murray himself. Really? Saying, if there's one film you see this year, see this. And the reason, you might say, what... What does Bill Murray know about What's horror? Bill Murray... Um, and bear in mind, this is 1990s. This is Bill Murray at the height of his Hollywood fame. Why is he... Well, put his name on this. Wasn't yeah. It? Well, why is he putting his name in this little piece of crap? The story is, um, the studio that they were using, um, they were shooting all their things at night because at night, um, you can get like dirt rape 
um, cheap rates yeah. uh, to hire it out. Bill Murray's company was making a film during the day, but Bill Murray would sometimes hang around the evening, chill with the guys, oh, watch, cool. watch them make things, or, you know. And uh, the studio that they were working for asked Bill Murray, oh, can you put an endorsement in saying it? And the director was really embarrassed because he, he didn't want to smooth Bill Murray because they were friends. So he didn't. He tried to avoid Bill Murray for ages, and then eventually he had to talk to Bill Murray, and he was like, "I'm really sorry about that endorsement thing. That had nothing to do with me. I really don't want you to think that I we were trying to like exploit you in any way." And he was like, "That's that's cool, man. Are you saying that it wasn't you then?" He went, "No, no, it was me." He went, "Oh, in that case, yeah, I'll endorse it. What do you want me to say?" Mm. Well, and so good. yeah, so Bill Murray was so cool about it. So long as he wasn't like being dicked about, Bill Murray was like, "I'm well on board." So oh, awesome. it's good to know that you got that little thumbs up from Bill Murray, and it was no, a genuine thumbs up. No, no, Bill Murray is that kind of guy. He's yeah, just like, he was it. There was this campaign that went around a year ago that he was going to crowd surf. He was going to couch surf across America, like yeah. just go to parties and couch surf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that's. Uh, I think that covers that's, that all covers my rants all... and stuff. Right. Well, if you, I don't know if you're going to join us from here. I'm going to put this one up first, and then you have to go from here. Well, it makes sense. It's what we did. It's what you did last. Confuse people. I'll just like, confuse people. Wrong, wrong way. You're around. you're the only guest we consistently have on both pods when you come because you yeah. are because you did topic at hand last time and then the Halloween special. Yeah, you done the yeah. topic this time. You well, was on I on the topic at hand properly or did I just kind of turn up? No, you did turned I, up. Did I, did you I just turned up <laughs> to the Carl. Yeah, well, to the Carl. Carl come forty five minutes early today. I didn't have to walk my dog. I usually get it for 7 if I don't have to walk No, but when I sent you a message that said 7.30... I'm sure I did, and I, I was sat here with Colin, I was Tom, and I was thinking, look, I'm early. He might have read it. <laughs> or I didn't write it, I wrote meant to send you a 7.30 message. No, I didn't well, if I stick around the PCP, that kind of evens it out, right? Yeah, yeah there you go. Let's put a bow on this puppy. <laughs> no, yeah. hey, you've got it right yeah, this time. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something a bit more smart. No, because he, he, he uses a, I think he would stick a ribbon on this rabbit. Before ribbon on this one. rabbit. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Fair enough. Stick a bow on this puppy. puppy.
Vince! Mira, Dios. 